1: Hey, hey, hey! We're back, we're black, we're brown. Ambition, <laughs> a little shimmy. You now, you know, I feel like I wanted to do a little. That's a little show tunes, you know. We used Take. to think
0: about. We used to think about getting someone to sing our jingle, but like, <laughs> why hire some professional
1: <laughs> when you can have me? Okay, get into it. It hey, would be the I same. <laughs>
0: Hey guys, it's Mandy. Welcome to another week of Brown Ambition where we talk over each other in the intro. <laughs> Nailing it. Nailing it. So you
1: survived the heat wave? Uh yes. And I had I went to Dorney Park yesterday. I had a really good time though. What's the that? hmm What's that? Oh, you never heard Dorney Park is like um. It's like, I guess, like a Great Adventure-ish kind of place. Um, they have, well, except for this one. I don't know if Great Adventure has a water park, but Doherty Park has a water park and then like a regular amusement park park. Um, mm. But it's in um, Pennsylvania, right where Pennsylvania kind of like meets Jersey, I guess. Um, it about like an hour and a half ride from Newark, and we had a good time took superman supergirl a friend of mine rihanna it was her husband's 40th birthday so all weekend they did like fun things like the beach on saturday which i was like absolutely not not in that heat um then they had like you even went to like a
0: theme park in that heat
1: i know i'm not gonna lie i was gonna stay home but i am the queen of not going anywhere and then complaining about how boring my life is and so i woke up on sunday because i'd already told her i wasn't going I woke up on Sunday and I was like, Tiffany, this is these you pray for things like this, like, hey, to be invited, to go places, to have something to do. Get <laughs> and out. So, and so I got up. Superman looked at me like, have fun. I was like, oh, no, sir. You two are going. <laughs> so, but we honestly had such a good time. Like, even though it was really hot, we had a good time. But I will say this. So if you're not familiar, are you familiar with the Fast Pass, Mandy?
0: Yeah, yeah. I used to go to Six Flags in my day.
1: Mhm. And so the fast pass is just like basically they sell a limited amount and that just means like that line is like it, it, it could be anywhere from a little bit faster or literally like maybe next to no one in that line. And when I tell you there were rides that we rode on five times. Before I saw per- people in line were still waiting.
0: I'm I mean, me. so mad and, and staring at you guys like yeah, with daggers
1: yeah. as we <laughs> as we ran up and down, up and down. And I felt so bad, but I thought to myself, like honestly, because I, I never was really wanting to get a fast, fast before. I'm like, I'll just wait. But it it really. It, it, like we must have gone on like 20 rides versus maybe the five we would have gotten to in that period of time. So it's just worth it. It was an extra, I think I found a Groupon or something like that. It was like an extra 50 bucks, but it was so per person, but it was so, 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 so worth it.
0: No, I'm all for that. I remember I took Husbae for the very, you know, he's one of those New Yorkers who never went to the Empire State Building or done any of the, you know, New York stuff. So one night or one day after work, I surprised him going to the to the Empire State Building and I sprung for the express pass, which seemed in my mind like it's like it was like $100 and I've been up there before. I know you just – it's so crowded that you don't even want to spend more than like 20 minutes up there and I was like, am I really going to spend $100 like on this express pass for both of us and I did it and it was so satisfying to like see the throngs of people on a Friday night waiting and waiting and just get to like breeze on by. Um, oh, yeah, how does
1: that work at the United? Because I've been to the um, to Empire State. Like, is there like a different staircase? A different,
0: there's a different line. There's a different elevator. And it's – you just like the people we had to – I felt the heat coming at me Yikes. from the people in the crowd. Like, what are they doing? They're not following the protocol. I'm like, express <clears throat> <it's> pass. Uh, <laughs> but it's so worth it because like you're – t- it's about your time. How valuable yeah. is your time? okay. Um, and I a hundred percent agree, especially
1: in like that heat at a
0: theme park, which can be a really um, miserable experience.
1: Yes. Um, and it really was to be able to jump in the water right away. And it's so funny because Superman is still not used to like doing like stuff like that. So the first time we got like express pass at Universal Studios, he was like FaceTiming his boys to like brag, like you see me. <laughs> I was like, I need you to drop the It was so cute because you could tell he's like, I never could afford to go to amusement parks as a kid. And like, you know, he was just like, this is like my childhood all over. But he, when I tell you he was excited, I'm like, if you call one more person to show them that you're at the front of the line, <laughs> that's, that's do so Harry hilarious. Potter, get into it, my dude. I'm like, I think your friend is fine.
0: <laughs> Wait, how have y'all been to Harry Potter world? I haven't even been there yet. I don't know how.
1: I've I been don't... to one in California and in Florida. Honestly, both are tremendously amazing.
0: I don't understand how that is not my life. Um. I think because I've been waiting on my sister and my brother to get their act together. But now it's like there's always something. Now there's a baby. It's just like ruining everything. I guess I'll go in 2021. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's definitely worth the money. So fun. Um, I did the exact opposite. We, I was grateful to live in the suburbs for once because it meant I have a car. Which meant I didn't – I could go places because we have air conditioning to get there versus like living in Manhattan when like the city would just – the cement just exude so much heat and it's just like you want to die walking out there. So we went to the mall. We went and saw The Lion King. Oh, um, how was it how was pretty. It was pretty good. You know, I don't want to like ruin it for anybody. You know, I – it was good. It was good. I mean, it wasn't the magic of the animated movie. Also, I'm not six years old anymore, so maybe that has something to do with it. I will say, I did, I never cried when Mufasa died as a kid, and I watched <gasps> the movie over and over, but I cried like a baby. Um, you did this time, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's the hormones, but also I just now that I have a dog, you know, all the animals. Just mm. I kept thinking about my Molly, and I'm like, what if we died and Molly saw our dead bodies in the gorge after the the buffalo. You know, you know, what if that was us? And I just pictured Molly the whole time. She's like my proxy for my actual baby, I guess. Aww. But yeah, and I got all up in my feelings. It's just like Disney movies are so sad because like the kids always are orphaned. You know, the parents always die at the beginning. Right. <laughs> I never
1: thought about that. Disney is very morbid. Very sad. My well, dad would say morose and melancholy.
0: Melancholy. But it was good. <laughs> I mean, the effects like – it looked like the Planet Earth documentary, but with voices and songs, you know, like oh, the wow. effects were so realistic, so realistic mm. and beautiful. And of course, you know, Beyonce and all that. Um, I didn't think I thought for a second she'd be too distracting with her voice, like her Texas, because I've never heard Beyonce not have a Texas
1: yeah, Beyonce
0: voice. And she kind of, kind of did. But they, you know, it was good. It didn't distract me. Um, and, you know, we, it was a nice way to spend two hours in the air conditioning. I'll say
1: that. Uh-huh. You know Beyonce, hey Simba, what you doing there, Simba? You need to come home. You're like, okay, <laughs> Beehive. I love Beyonce. Don't come singing. Say my name, not... Simba. <laughs> oh no,
0: that's good. See, so you haven't that's... downloaded the entire album, her uh, well, soundtrack you know, yet. Yeah, I, I have I imagine. been
1: jamming. Okay, no Spotify is my. I have a Spotify, um, whatever app, applic- not application. Uh, I have Spotify, and so I've been jamming. I'm like. Look at this love letter to Africa. Yes. I'm like, wait a minute now. I Honestly, I'm I'm in love with it.
0: She did good, right? Like, very respectful of the culture. Mm -hmm. And I will say that about the movie. It's very, you know, you think about it now and you're like, Matthew Broderick voices lion? Like, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the baby lion? What? Like, all these white actors. But it makes so much sense now, this cast, but way more diverse. And Mm -hmm. to have Beyonce curate the, not even just curate, like, do the entire soundtrack. It seems like... Okay, they righted some wrongs with this version, and uh, yeah, I've only I listened to it through once. I know people are obsessed with Brown Skin Girl. Yes, um, Brown
1: Skin Girl. <laughs> uh, 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 that should be like our theme song if we wouldn't get sued for it, but we, we would.
0: She would come for us. Parkwood <laughs> Entertainment would be like, and give me your entire life. <laughs> um, yeah, so good for Beyonce. Hope you guys enjoyed the movie if you saw it.
1: Yeah, Beyonce, Beyonce we love we love Beyonce
0: if you didn't see the Lion King did you watch so that remember when Serena was like she was in Wimbledon was it Wimbledon I don't really know much about tennis but anyway this most recent big tournament in London she was in and then it's like, like guys were like on Twitter this thing went viral where guys were or some study or survey or something people were saying that a bunch of regular guys were convinced that they could score a point on Serena
1: oh my god
0: and I don't know if this I saw this on Twitter today. I don't know if this was before this controver- this like stupid survey came out or if she did it in answer to it. But it is the best two minutes ever. It's like Serena against like five white guys, like regular dudes, like in dad shorts and like baseball, you know, backwards baseball caps and stuff. And just like her get like annihilating them. It's so good.
1: It's, yes. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, I mean, well, that's just men in general. They just swear. I think I could. I think I could beat Serena. Sir, her serve is over two, two hundred um, miles per hour. No,
0: and part no. of me like didn't want her to rise to it. And again, I don't know if she did this. I don't know if this already existed. I don't think. It, I don't think it existed before. I would have seen it. But anyway, like I, I. Part of me is like, no, Serena. Like you're too good to like come down to that level and prove. You don't have nothing to prove. Nothing to prove. But at the same time, it was extremely satisfying and so funny. And it looked like they all had a really amazing time. And it just makes <laughs> you love her even more than you ever did.
1: Yes. First of all, her daughter is so adorable. This, it just gives me life when she posts her. And I just love the way her daughter mistreats her doll, quake Kwe. <laughs> I follow Kwe I mean, on Twitter. I follow Instagram. Kway Kway too. I'm like, <laughs> Kway Kway. Honestly. We all I just, had a Kwe way. What? I I love her sense of humor. I love how little Fs she gives, how, how clearly in love her husband is with her. It's just, it's not easy. And she said that. She's like, you know, I get attacked all the time and yet- Somehow she's carved out like this happy life for herself. I I can't imagine a day in day out. Yes, you have people who are telling you or you're amazing, but you have a lot of people who are telling you, you know, not not just regular people, but the sport that you love actively works against you. I can't imagine how much how much that must hurt, you know. And she continues that like her poise Mm -hmm. and
0: like that press interview that she gave at a certain, I think after she was knocked out of Wimbledon, again, not sure if that's what it's called. I'm pretty sure it's what it's called. Yeah,
1: it was Wimbledon. Okay, thanks.
0: Um, You know, that, that reporter asked her if something along the lines of, does the criticism around you fighting for equal rights, you know, bother you or whatever? And she was like, the day that I stop fighting for equal rights of people who look like me is the day I'll be in my grave.
1: Yes, and I was like, you better tell them Serena.
0: And I just love her interview voice. It's just like so no nonsense. like she's not she's not like yelling at people. she's not she's just like st- statement effect. This is who I am, and she's so grounded in herself and you have to be to have to have that kind of career where it's that much pressure.
1: Yes, yeah. honestly, but if you see how I remember when, when they were kids, Ibina said Serena, how much their father used to really pour and pump them with confidence? And you see how adamant he was. People said like it was, um, it was arrogance, but it wasn't. I remember an interviewer was interviewing Venus, and Venus was like, "I'm going to, you know, I'm going to beat her. I'm, I think I'm a better player." And the interviewer, meanwhile, Venus had to be like 13, 14, and the interviewer, you could tell, took exception. It was like challenging her, but n- not in a way of like, "Oh, are you sure?" As if you're talking to a, this is a child. He was being disrespectful because I guess black little girl, who cares? Father jumps in is like, I'm sorry, what part of this is a child don't you understand? Oh, well, no, 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 no. That's a child that you're speaking to. Why shouldn't she feel confident in herself? You're wanting her not to feel confident. That is your aim here. I loved it. I said, if you don't step in, dad, you yep. know, they, they all called him so crazy, but look what crazy raised. He wasn't crazy. He was adamant that his daughters deserved. He was adamant that his daughters were worthy. And thank God that he did that because look at what the sport tried to do to them. And if it wasn't for him, and I'm sure her family saying that you, you are, you are everything that you, you could possibly be, then they wouldn't be here.
0: Yeah. Has he written a parenting book? Cause I'll, I'll read it. For real, I, would for like, real. I would like to know how to do that.
1: Yeah. Right. It's hard. I think it was, um, was it, um, it was either Maya Angelou it was either her book or um, Ayana Banzan, and she said, the, I think maybe it was my Angelou, she said she didn't have any money or anything to give her son. The only thing she could give him was confidence. So she she boosted him much as, much, up as much as he could because she could because she said she knew that life was going to try to knock him down over and over.
0: But then also, how do you keep them alive for the first six months? Anybody have any tips? Let me know. Thank you. Just trying to get through the first six months.
1: From what I just understand, they just said, you know, that it's a lot the first couple months, but then after a while you get into a groove, you know, but, you yeah. know, especially as the first time, this is just what I've heard, like, you know, that don't expect for it not to be a lot, um, that, but, it, and it's okay because you're not crazy that that's just, it, it's a lot because one, you still have Like pregnancy hormones pumping through your veins. This is a brand new being that literally was not here before and is now here. That the baby is also like, what the hell is going on, (laughs) right? How do I breathe? How do I eat? (laughs) Yes, and it was so funny because like it was crazy when I went to go visit my sister um, in Chicago. Meanwhile, her husband is a whole doctor. You would have thought they were both fifteen-year-olds, like with like. (laughs) 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 He was like, they were just like, if it wasn't for my sister. Carol, who has the two little ones, she came and got their whole life together. They were like, oh my God, thank you so much. They're like, we didn't know. She's like, that bottle, the nipple, there are nipple holes and that bottle, the hole is too big. That's why the baby is gasping. she <laughs> is <drinking. laughs> She's like, n- Yes, basically. And like, just like, you know, that's I mean- what I'm going
0: to do. I'm going to drown my baby with the bottle.
1: <laughs> no, <that's- laughs> so but one thing that what I have heard is helpful is that if you know anyone who's had a child within a year, because they're still fresh. You know, like if right. someone has a kid at three or four, then it, they've forgotten. But anybody who's had a child within a year is going to be really helpful to you.
0: And my all my girlfriends who have – because I have a lot of girlfriends who are on their second kid by now, but like young kid. And they have already been – so my friend – shout out to my friend Sarah who told me she's just going to look at my registry and just fix it. I was oh, like, thank yes, you.
1: Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, You need that. Yes. I heard that
0: Because I I'm don't like, know. Oh
1: this is not mm -mm, no (laughs) you don't need
0: this you need this yeah so and i had brunch with a friend who's also she's pregnant too and just like just having those conversations so and i've heard from some from some listeners um since the show aired last week thank you guys so much for all your messages they were so sweet so sweet. Um, And some of you guys are pregnant too and, and some of you guys have kids. So any tips, any books? I'm a book – I like to read books for stuff and I feel like most of the books I'm being recommended are like for the pregnancy part. And I'm like that's the shortest part. That's kind of the easiest part. You just sit there and eat things and just like don't – Fall off, you know. Don't fall down a staircase. Um, Sure, there's some challenges, but like, what I want is like the first two years. Like, how do you make a smart kid? How do you make a kid who's like, you know, not a serial killer? How do you make I a make valedictorian? A like I'm thinking about, oh <laughs> as God. I do. Oh
1: my God, I love it.
0: <laughs> the future. How do you make a smart kid? <laughs> how do you make a kid who does their homework? Like, um, cause you, you take that for granted. Cause I'm sure you were, I don't know. Well, no, you're talking about not, how bad you no, were. No,
1: no. I was not a homework dude. What? I was a troublemaker. Yeah. I mean, as much as a Nigerian child can be a troublemaker because you know, there's only but so much <laughs> that your parents will allow. <laughs> but right. I was not, when I look at a, a Supergirl, I don't know. I tell Superman all the time, you lucked out. That girl comes home. Homework's usually done at school. She gets great grades. She doesn't get in trouble at school. I'm like, who are you? Because I was not that child. And yet, it's okay if your child is not that child. Because look at me now. I'm decent. (laughs) That's
0: true. There's all kinds of people who, like, turn into... Or, you know, invent different, you know, amazing inventions or start companies who weren't good in school. So that's right. I need more realistic advice like that. Yeah. Correct. Remind me how crazy you were. Cause look at you yeah. now.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Even my parents are like, yo, know, every other week, I swear my dad calls me and says, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I'm like, all right, Dad. I'm like, they're like, we tried everything. I mean, you said no to everything. And look at you now. I'm like, I know, daddy. We're, it's been five years now. Just it's needed been an more-
0: economic crisis is what they were missing.
1: <laughs> I know. But I just say all that to say that just, I mean, love trumps everything. And I think more than anything, kids just want to know that they're loved. They want time. They want energy and they want love. And the other stuff you'll figure out. You already have that part, you know?
0: Yeah, how do you balance the dog love with the human love? What about Molly? Is she going to feel neglected? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) anyway. But thank you guys for your kind messages. I'm getting excited, man. Halfway point. I can't wait for my baby moon is coming up. Two Mm -hmm. weeks Mm -hmm. in Portugal. Two weeks in Portugal. It's our last big vacation before our lives change forever. So I'm I'm very excited. Um don't worry we'll still have shows airing you guys we're not going anywhere. We'll have a couple of shorter episodes, maybe some, you know, some of our top hits for for August to to share with you guys. Um yeah, but I'm I'm looking forward to it.
1: now it's time for y'all to ask us some questions. These are the questions. Well, you guys always ask amazing questions. We're getting more and more, but we love even more questions. Questions about money, your career, life. Me and Mandy are full of advice. And if we don't know, we'll just say we don't know.
0: Um, So keep those questions coming. And you'll be like, well, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate it. You can send us questions. Hit us up uh, by email. Ambition podcast at gmail.com okay. or for those of you who are constantly on Instagram like I am you can hit us up at Brian Ambition podcast on Instagram and I love how people Just say, hey, Mandy, now. They just know it's me. It is me. (laughs) Oh, it is. Hey, Mandy. (laughs) I'm
1: like, hey, I hear them later. I'm here, too. We might could have
0: people (laughs) reading them for us. No, it's me. Um, Thank you for all your good questions. So let's take this one um, hit home for me because if those of you who maybe are working in jobs right now where you're having your mid-year reviews – um, lucky enough to have a mid-year review. It's a cool thing that companies can do versus just having the one big annual review. So if you're having your mid-year or you're coming up on a review, um, this is a good question from listener who wants to go by T Park. T Park says how or asks how would you suggest recovering or redeeming yourself from lowballing your own salary? For instance, maybe you asked for a salary that was less than the requisition paid, and later found out from conversations that the job could have offered more. According to LinkedIn for my company and position, I'm paid 7K less than I could be. Now I'm embarrassed. Do you have yeah. any advice? Oof. I feel like this is a very common.
1: Yes.
0: Very common. It's, diff- it's so hard. Um, it's so hard. And I have some thoughts on this, Tiff. You might too. Personally, having been on both sides of it, so now I'm in a position where I'm recruiting and hiring people and I do make decisions around salary. And I get real – I mean I, I personally – and I'm not supposed to say anything but like sometimes I want to reach across the phone or the table and be like, negotiate, ask me for more. I can mm. give – because you know, you know what your – we know what our range is um, but some people will come in with like very specific numbers in mind and they'll be like, okay, yeah, we can hit that. Um, I would say it's it's more difficult once you're in the position once you've accepted the job and you're you're there at the company so um I won't harp too long on what you could have done beforehand to fix this because that's that's already done, and plenty of other people are probably in the same position so what I'll say is some companies do look at Market adjustments where it's not like it's beyond a perf- like a performance based or like a merit based increase like your two percent per year or whatever that standard, they may actually, um, if you make a case for it, look at okay what is the market rate for your position? Are you under or overpaid for the market? And this happens if your company. Um, it's maybe big enough to have a head of rewards and compensation or like a head of like some department head who's in charge of looking at compensation and they may take it up for your review, but you have to go to your manager to ask. And that's tricky because it's kind of like, you know, you're asking for, excuse me, an adjustment in pay that's not maybe linked to like traditional things, a promotion or like a merit increase, but it's possible. Another thing, like secret advice that I wish I could give people is like, It may be – and you have to like feel – you have to feel out the vibe for the place that you work.
1: But Mm -hmm.
0: it may even be better for you to just get another competing job offer and then bring that to the table and use that. Oh, good one. And I almost wish sometimes people just did that. Because I, I don't, you know, I, I don't think it's happened to me, but um, not like for not from someone who's already been working here for a while. Definitely during negotiations in the beginning, it's happened. They've got two job offers, they're toying between. Oh, this company B offered me 10k more. Can you match it? And we've that's worked. We've definitely done that.
1: Ooh, that's good.
0: But like, if you're already in the job, sometimes the best way to show your value is to get an offer from someone else, a competitor. And if you're, you just have to hope that you You have to do it in the right way to where you're not you know burning a bridge or creating yes. like creating any like um resentment from your managers or whatever, but do it in a way just to show your value and see if they can beat it and get your answer you know and if they say no, maybe you want to take that job offer if mm-hmm. they say if they say yes, then okay, you got what you wanted um Those are a couple of just thoughts I had um and Seven k is not that huge of a jump, so you may, they might be able
1: to close it. Yeah, that gap.
0: They might be able to close it if it's truly a market gap, or if you, you know, were able to get a competing offer and show that you're worth more.
1: And just be mindful, because I, I, as as an employer, well, we do we do adjustments because I feel like we're not quite um, where I want to be as far as um, uh, paying market rate because we still are. I, I still we still are really, I guess, in the eyes of the government, or whatever. We still are a small business. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we're getting much better though. We're getting closer and closer. Cause I don't know if you guys remember, but earlier in the year I said, um, I, we set a a goal for my team, um, to get the average employee to hundred thousand dollars a year. It's one of our audacious goals. And we're on track to hit that next year. So the average employee, meaning that, maybe part time um customer support is twenty five thousand an hour so twenty five thousand dollars a year. but then maybe if you're on the lead team, meaning one of the executives, maybe you make you know one fifty two hundred thousand but then so that's what I mean by average employees, so not that everyone's making a hundred thousand no matter what you do and so we're we're we know we're getting better at it, and so what we do is because we're kind of in that we're growing in that way i Every six months, well, we try to do it every quarter, but it depends on like how well the quarter has been. But every six months or so, we make an adjustment where let's just say, I think like I don't know, maybe like a starting. Customer support. Like if you're just brand new, you maybe you did an internship with us and this is like, you know, we're just starting to pay you. Maybe it starts at 15, but we'll adjust up and say, okay, now everyone that comes in now starts at 18. And so if you're at 15, you're automatically bumped to 18, even though it's not based upon salary or, or, or not based upon merit or anything like that. It's just the company has adjusted up and we're working to our audacious goal. till we kind of hit where I feel like a fair market value for for works rendered across the border. So that's one thing. And then two, yes, if somebody came to me from my team who said, you know, who I thought was killing it and they were like, cause we've given raises. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm unique in that. Well, not me, but this is unique in that with small businesses, there's a lot more flexibility than like a larger business. But I remember there was somebody on our team who was like, Hey, Tiffany, I, I, I'm really, you know, I love working here. I'm gonna to continue to work here, but I just want you to know I'm I'm taking a side job. So I'm I'm not gonna stop work, but I'm taking a side job because I and I said, Oh, okay. And I found out through the grapevine is because she was struggling with childcare. And so I was like, "Well, she's slaying it; she's killing it." And so what I did is I looked at the the because we have an open door policy as as it relates to pay, where everyone can see we have a grid where it's like you can you know what color you are. You don't you can guess what color other people are, but you know what color you are, and it'll say like green. You know the range for mid level green is you know I don't know, you know thirty to forty thousand dollars. Let's just say so you kind of know where you are. Um, And so I looked and I was like, you know what? Pink has not gotten an adjustment in a while. So I adjusted that whole that whole um, color for for anyone who was pink, um, um, senior level, mid-level, entry level pink. I adjusted it up to accommodate. And I was like, you know what? It was time anyway. So because she can't, you know, she didn't ask me for a raise, but I didn't want I didn't want to lose somebody who was amazing as a result of like, you know, childcare was going to be an issue. And so it was a significant raise. So like I said, but we're a smaller company. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm as we get bigger, I might not be able to make moves like that, but for now we can. Um, so you just never know unless you ask. And so I just wanted to share that, that like, if you deliver say that again,
0: you never you, know unless, unless you, you ask. ask,
1: because I'm saying if that didn't, if she didn't ask, I mean, it didn't just help her it helped everybody who was at her level. They were like, wait, what? Okay. This is awesome. And so, Yeah. When you have really good people, you know, People tend to want to, I don't want to train anyone new. Yes.
0: I say that again. You know, again. So many honestly, gems. Yes. It is uh, such a pain in the ass recruiting. Is. Don't make us do it.
1: <laughs> yes. So if you are, but like, here's the thing, if you're so-so and I'm sure you're not, I'm sure you're killing it, but if you're so-so, I'm like, well, girl, I could train somebody to be so-so, you know?
0: You have but to if back you, it up with good work.
1: Yes. Sure. If you are amazing, what, I mean, uh, like I'm going to go as high as I can that I can actually afford to do. Like if it's like, well, I'd like two hundred thousand. I'm like, well, girl, I mean, that would be awesome, but the company can't afford that, you know. So I, you know, I adjust based upon like how much. Like I reach out to our CFO, what are we able to do? What are we able to sustain? Um, so typically, if I if we didn't have a quarter that could sustain a raise, we'll do a bonus because a bonus, I know we save pretty robustly. So I'm like, okay, with the bonus, it's one time, here's your money. I don't have to worry about sustaining. Like if you get a raise, I have to pay you that indefinitely. And so there are ways that are kind of around like, you know, when it comes to like, when when I'm wanting to kind of show appreciation to the team. But, but yeah, like I said, if you're killing it, people are going to want to keep you and they'll do as much as they can in order to do so.
0: Yeah. A hundred thousand percent. Um, but again, like 7k is not the biggest of gaps and maybe it's a gap that maybe they could close halfway now and the rest of the way next year, but, um, get your facts together, you know, do your own research, see what, and if you've really got Intel, you know, share that with them. If you, if you feel confident and comfortable, um, and make, make your case at the right, at the right time, you know, preferably after you've just like nailed a certain project or, you know, even you don't have to also, you don't have to wait for that formal review process if it's something that's really nagging at you um and honestly if you get that other job offer it's all the more you know that's just like all the more reason to bring it up and all the more pressure on your company to put to to really pay you what you're worth yes but don't feel bad i mean she said she's embarrassed like that is such a common common i mean i, I think i've definitely been there and the the way that i acted is i asked for a raise didn't get it and i left um, and sometimes you have to, you know, if the company is not really going to help you make up, you just you just have to learn from it and, and move on and and always negotiate moving forward, always. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your questions, T Park. Okay, let's see. Let's take a little question from listener Karen. It says, hi, ladies. I love the podcast. I'm a newish listener. I recently purchased my first home. I also have a car loan through my credit union that I've been paying on for over two years now. The interest rate on my mortgage is 4.3%, and on my, which is like the lowest it can be, right? Yeah. And on my car loan, it's 2.79%. <laughs> Excellent rates. She must have good credit. Yes. I know you both suggest paying more on the debt um, that has the highest interest rate, but should I still do that with my mortgage since my car loan has a shorter term? Good question. Good example of when rule of thumb, personal finance advice is not always the best. Yes,
1: I was about to say, child, pay that car off.
0: Pay that car (laughs) off. It's going (laughs) to feel so satisfying when you do. Mm
1: -hmm. And it's probably
0: a much lower balance than your mortgage.
1: Yes. And honestly, too, it it, it just, yeah, you'll be, and that's why I don't necessarily subscribe to the, well, ideally, and I guess um, if you want to technically like pay off your debt, yes, hitting the debt with the highest interest rate because that's the more expensive debt that is, you know, that technically is the best choice, but emotionally, you know, hitting the debt that you can get rid of the fastest, it's also going to keep you probably on the debt paying down train much longer. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to like, you know, there's no hard and fast rule about anything. Um, but first of all, one, you've got great interest rates. So you're not someone who is like, I've got one credit card and it's a 30% interest rate and I've got another credit card and it's like a 5% interest rate. Which one should I do? I'm like, girl, go for the five percent. You know, go for the thirty. Obviously, pay that down first because that's super expensive debt. You know, you're you're choosing between, um, you know, Granny Smith apples and um, and McIntosh apples. Are they the same? No, I don't think so. Um, oh no, I don't like the the green ones. No, we
0: <laughs> are don't not what? the same. The green ones. <gasps> they, they hurt the green my ones teeth. Are the best. No, they hurt my teeth. No, too sour.
1: <laughs> Sorry guys, God is talking in the background. I'm like, you hear the thunder? Can it's
0: just you quiet that down, please? <laughs>
1: I'm like Jesus. Could you try it down to taping my podcast? Thanks. Um, so yeah, no, I'm just proud of you for those interest rates. Kill it.
0: Yeah, so that's-, that's amazing. Um, yeah, all I would add to that is just think about like if it is true, you know, if you were to pay off your mortgage and, you know, which takes probably what, 30 years if you just got a house. Um, if you were to pay it off, sure, then you could put that mortgage payment toward your car note, but that's decades away. Are you even going to be in the house that long? I don't know. Um, I think this is a good example of like the debt avalanche versus the debt snowball and how yeah. the debt avalanche has actually in study – in at least one study has been found to be more – in debt avalanche, for those who don't know, it's when you order your debts, debts from least amount to largest amount and you focus on the smallest debts first versus the debt snowball, which involves ordering from um, – highest interest rates to lowest and focusing on the highest interest rates debt. And the reason the debt avalanche has worked where you focus on small debts versus just like Tiffany said, it just like creates this positive momentum. And because it's smaller debts, you get those early, easier wins and it just, it instills the good behavior that it takes to tackle the bigger debts. Yes. Um, And yeah, I mean, I, I paid off my, I paid off my car note, um, you know, we got a car and I paid off, I made it my job to pay it off within a year. And I still, to this day, feel so smug sliding into my debt-free car. <laughs> like, no debt. No one can take this from me. It's, it, you know, it feels good. And it does. I highly recommend that. That's, yes, a, that's a really good question.
1: I've had, like, my two cars. I, I, the first one I bought was $5,500 and I bought it. It was, like, two years old. The, well, in the, the second one, I was like, look at Jesus. Someone hit the first one. Some kid. And then I used the money from that to get the second one, which is four thousand. That's how much they gave me, the insurance company. So really it was like net net. I didn't come out of pocket for the second. And then my final car that I have now, I I paid it in cash as well because I just couldn't see myself with the car. No, I'd never had one before. So yes, living as debt free as you can. I'm within reason. I, I don't want people to prioritize debt over like actually earning or growing wealth. Um, but Debt is um, you know uh, to me, you should have a debt plan that you have in place that's working and then focus the majority of your en- energy of, of earning and, and growing wealth and that will help to take care of debt a little bit faster as well.
0: yeah, a hundred percent and think about what you can do with that car payment when you paid off your debt. you know maybe you yes. can put that into your retirement. I would even say, like, this is the fun part when you're choosing, do I pay off my mortgage or do I save for, you know, investing or something like that? Mm-hmm. And that's where you can really see how much you have to gain by, you know, putting that into your 401k or into like an IRA and what you, your money can work for you over time. Yes. You're, in a, you're in a really
1: enviable position. Yeah, because honestly, I wouldn't put that card note into the house because your, your interest rate is 4%. I'm assuming it's fixed. So you can make more in the market meaning that let's just say you could on average make 7% a year and then you'd be saving 4% with the house. So you you, you could make more in the market than you would be saving by paying off the, the mortgage. And so I definitely would put that money toward growing money. Um, like, like maybe said your retirement account or, or wealth building account, because it's just, you have such a great interest rate. You don't have to be in a rush to pay it off.
0: Yes, ma'am. All right. Thank you guys for your questions. Again, hit us up brand ambition podcast on Instagram or by email brand at gmail.com.
1: Oh, are you gonna boost? Oh, are you gonna break? Ask me why I'm like doing like a body roll like while I'm standing. I w I do don't know what's wrong with me, but I I can't speak without my whole body moving. <laughs> are you gonna boost? And I'm snapping too. Mm-mm. You had your Wheaties today or so. Oh, there's the I, there's God again yes. with the thunder. Not only just that, but like literally there's like five cars going because you know, the thunder can't help but like set off everyone's car alarm.
0: This is so this is very like an ominous like <laughs> dark, <laughs> moody episode, but you're doing jazz hands, so we're keeping it light.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so since we're keeping it light, I'm actually going to boost. What are you going to do?
0: I got to boost today.
1: Okay. You want to go first? You want to go second?
0: Sure. I'll go first. Why not? <laughs> so I'm going to boost myself because after, I don't know, five, six, seven, 11 years, I finally got my butt into therapy. Finally. <laughs> And not just any therapist, nothing like bringing a new tiny human into the world that you don't want to screw up, but to give you all the motivation you need to finally get your button therapy. So I found a specialist who works with new moms and family, yeah, family psychology and like perinatal um, therapy who can help you just plan for all, like just deal with all the changes and stuff. So I'm very, very excited. Very excited, and it took me a while because so I'm on my husband's insurance, and I was trying to find a therapist. You know, all the really good ones that people recommended to me in my area um, didn't take insurance, and they wanted like $150, $200, or $250 at the at the max per hour. Wow. Um And I I started to think about it. And I'm like, well, it's an investment in my health. And then I called my insurance company, and they said that I get free, I get four free prenatal therapy sessions so like oh, good. yeah so they cover they actually give you free um a few free sessions if you're doing it for you know prenatal care and then from there my co is just 30 dollars. so i was like let me find someone in network and i actually asked the people who didn't take insurance if they knew people who did and i got a referral to a really nice therapist uh woman <laughs> who i've been okay. seeing for a couple weeks now and it's, it's going pretty well um awesome. I'm making time for it. I got the butt crack of dawn appointment at like 8.30 a.m. so I can get to work afterward. But it's already making me feel like I'm doing something besides just, you know, eating Chipotle and incubating. I feel like I'm doing Aww. something actively to make, <laughs> to make a better, you know, just to prepare myself, I think, for what we have coming.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine how. It's just a lot. I mean, I see so many new moms and it's just – they're just like – I remember um, when Drina first had my my godson. She was like just in shock, like wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like even like the day uh, she was like on her phone, like oh, I got to send out this email. I'm like a baby's here. The baby is coming, you know, <laughs> like, because it was like so surreal. Like yeah. she was like even when you're holding the baby, she's like who's this again? So yep. you know, it took okay. it. She said, you know you go to sleep and you're like oh, have a baby. Oh my gosh. Okay it's real. So it's, but it's also awesome. Like, I, I love to see how my sister is with like her kids and how much they like, I mean, just the love that you see, like in a kid's eyes, when they look at their mom or dad, it's just like, I love to see like how much they're just like, like how much Amelia looks at Carol. And she just like, like even when she picks her up from school, she does the same thing. Mommy And I'm like, Oh my God, that's my little sister, Carol. And like, Mm -hmm. now she's like the sun, moon and stars to someone, you know? I want to be that,
0: but not a crazy, psycho, stressed out version of that, which is what I feel like I might be if I don't get my
1: shit together. (laughs) No, that's awesome though. So yeah, I'm glad that you're doing
0: it. One of the reasons I'm doing it now and not once the kid comes is because I've talked to moms and they have said things like, I don't have time. And I feel Mm -hmm. like if I don't instill the habit now when Mm -hmm. I have time, I'm certainly not going to like want to do it. Once I have a tiny human and I'm just like sleep deprived. But if I have the habit now, every Wednesday at 8am, you know, I go to my, my session or whatever, I feel like I'll keep it up. And that's how I'll stay sane when everything, yes. and like have time for myself, even when everything's kind of like going insane. And, uh, that's all I'd say about that.
1: You know, that's good. And I'm glad that you're doing that for yourself. That's important. So I'm going to actually do two quick boosts. So boost number one, I'm super excited. I finally found a financial planner. Um, her name is Angelie. she was actually like, it was crazy cause I interviewed, as you guys know, like 15, Well, I don't know if I shared it, but I interviewed like 15 people and, um, I actually wrote like, I wrote like a manifesto of sorts. It was like five pages of like what I wanted in a planner, the goals I wanted to reach, where we stood financially and everybody who I interviewed, I sent it to them ahead of time. Like I made a Google doc and I was like, here's a link to like all my, all my financial foolishness, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. Because I wanted them to get like because sometimes you forget to say things and this tends to be the kind of stuff that they ask you anyway and it was so helpful and I mean I, I encourage it. like I, I shared my budget I shared how much me and Superman made what we spend every month you know what things I was confused about like how I um set aside money for my niece my nephew my godson like all everything all things finance um and how much you know just everything And, um, and so I found one and it was funny because I interviewed 15 women and like three of them after seeing like my manifesto, was like, you know what, I actually think this person would be best for you. Her name is Angelie. So it was so crazy that three people suggested her and I was like, oh, okay. And so I ended up and I was like, we'll see. I ended up and actually came down to your Helen, this woman named Amy, who was amazing and Angelie. I loved Amy, but she really only did personal finance and she didn't really infuse business because I needed somebody who would also be able to speak to my CFO and my accountant as well. Um, and so it came down to Helen and, um, Anjali and, um, I chose Anjali because not only she's a CFP, but she's also a CPA, so a, a certified public accountant. So I just love that extra aspect. And she was as awesome as everyone said, actually, Helen came highly recommended as well, just so you know, Mandy, like when I interviewed people, like those were the two that people kept saying, you know, who'd be great with you, Helen or Anjali, you know, hmm. um, are they yeah. all in
0: the XY planning network?
1: Um, no, this is just like, I literally just posted in the FinCon group and elevate our our, um, our black and brown money group. Um, so I posted all over and like, I, you know, I interviewed everyone that was like, what about me? So it was about 15 to like 16, 17 people. And so for like their name to come up over and over, I was like, wow, Helen, you out here doing something good girl? Um, but like I said, I ended up uh, choosing Angelique. So, um, It's because she just—I felt like um, her skill set suited really what I was looking for, and so um, Superman and I have our first like meeting with her tomorrow. So I'm so excited because I finally feel like because I'm like both anal and um, and just—I don't want to say lazy. I I have a hard time making a move without like check check double check 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 double check check check. When it comes to finances. And so I need someone to be like, Tiffany, make the transfer. You can put that aside or you can buy that thing or you know, like so instead I I I put everything in super safety. Um, just because I've been through so much post recession. So I really needed someone who could like okay and say, Tiffany, you don't need as much money in savings. Like if 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 something happened that needed as much money, you have a lot more <laughs> more trouble on your hands than than like paying for it. And so I'm just excited. So that's one. I'll share kind of like my journey with my financial planner. This is my first financial planner that I've actually paid, a, paid like a lump sum fee versus like them managing my portfolio. Because there's two ways that typically financial planners can get paid. You kind of pay them hourly. For this, is I pay her uh, every quarter. Um, and then I, or you can pay, someone gets paid like based upon how much money of, the, of yours is you're managing. I actually requested that she doesn't manage my money. Then instead I will manage and I just manage based upon her advice. Because I've just been through too much where somebody manages my money, they fall off the face of the earth, then I have to switch all my accounts over to something new again. And I don't want to go through that again. Um, and so you know, she understood that. Um, and so my second boost is, is just um, my book, Molly Moore. I probably haven't spoken about it in a long time. But for those of you who are early listeners, I have a um, my first ever children's book that I wrote for preschool and kindergarten children. And it's called Happy Birthday, Molly Moore. I'm actually gonna. I'll send you um, a a quick picture of the cover, Mandy. She is so freaking adorable. Um, the I the, was
0: just thinking about this book today, actually, and I was gonna ask it? you about it. Yeah, weird, but yeah. What's exactly. yes. the news?
1: So I have been secretly working on it. I don't know. It's just been like it's been like my baby. I have I've, I've not stopped. It's not like like it's been like years in the making. Because honestly, I have gone through like. So many different illustrators, they just weren't right. I finally found out a, a publisher. She was, she's amazing. Um, and I really wanted to own cause sometimes you go with the publisher, they like own the rights. I really wanted a publisher where it was like almost half self publishing and that I own everything, but then half publisher where they give you the support of like, you know, um, of making sure you have distribution for your book. Cause I really didn't want to like self publish, self publish, but honestly I'm going to send this to you right now, Manja. She is freaking adorable. This is the cover. And, um, the, don't mind the like the the like the words on it because it's not gonna look like that, but the cover is gonna look like that. She is so adorable. I wanted her to be chocolate like me. I wanted her to have hair like mine. She is um I just sent text to you.
0: I was gonna say, um, where am I looking? Am I on Slack? Am I on email? Am I
1: No, no, text it to Skype? you. Skype, okay. Uh-huh. And I'm just really proud of it because the book itself is really well written. Um, um just because I've been working on it forever. Um, but it's my introduction to Introducing kids to what I call pre-financial education. So like the basis of like community, giving, of sharing, um, selflessness, like things that give you the strong foundation that you need uh, for personal finance later. And I want this to be a series. And so Molly, M-A-L-I, because I I was like, y'all going to get this African name.
0: Um, I yeah of course I named my dog Molly and I'm thinking it's like you know the white girl version like no. she, like she has It was at first <laughs> but
1: then you know who told me you know um Tanya um oh I forget um uh, uh, Bancourt. so Tanya Bancourt has this awesome company uh called Goal Setter where it, like lets kids like earn money for doing like good things and then it like saves them um uh, saves the money for kids um and so Tanya Vancourt, I was sharing um, my book with her. And I told her, oh, her name, the little girl's name is Molly. And she was like, oh my God, M-A-L-I. One of my daughters, her na- her, her, si- her friend is named Molly. And I was like, wait, no, but yes now. <laughs> so, cause it was the white girl version of Molly. And I thought, how did I miss that? And so yes, M-A-L-I, because I, I want there to be an, uh, this undercurrent of, um, of, although it's just a book about a little girl, I, I wanted to also teach this like undercurrent of like, of, um, like, how Dora, although it's about a little girl, Dora speaks Spanish. So you're learning diversity as well as the book itself. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. Aww,
0: love I'm, it. So cute.
1: Isn't she so adorable with her little chubby cheeks?
0: So cute. I love the hair. So when yeah. does it come out?
1: So July, um, uh, January 10th.
0: Oh, perfect.
1: Yep. So that's so it comes out in the beginning of the year. Like I said, it's fully written. Illustrations are about ninety percent done. I, I just printed it out at Staples because I have to go through like picture by picture to make sure that everything's like in alignment. Um, but yeah, my my illustrator Jaz McDaniel has been amazing. My creative director Rihanna um Rihanna Lewis has been amazing. It's just it's been like a two year process of actually when I wrote the book down to like getting to where it is now, it's a long time because you want to get the illustrations right. I didn't want, I wanted her nose to look like if you truly are a black little girl, this is what your nose looks like. I wanted her to be a little chunky because everyone's not a skinny mini. I wanted her hair to be like tightly coiled. I wanted it to be kinky. Like I didn't even want like, you know, there's nothing wrong with Tia and Tamara hair, but we have a lot of those characters already. I wanted her hair to be like how mine was, was like a cotton ball, you know? (laughs) I wanted little girls who looked like me and who looked like Supergirl when they were growing up to also have someone to look at on the shelf, you know? And I feel like there wasn't enough of that, and that the messaging was, well, that's not as cute or as pretty as someone who looks a little bit more mixed, which I want girls to realize that no matter what you look like, there's beauty in it all. And so I'm just excited that I've got a chunky little dark skinned girl with cotton ball hair that, <laughs> you know, that is like learning about like, so the the premise of this first book is um, the, the core value is learning that um, things are not as important as people. So it's her birthday. She gets a little greedy, gets more and more excited that it's her birthday versus like the people. That have come to see her. At some point, she puts the gifts above everyone else. They all go outside to enjoy, and when it's time to blow out her candles, she looks around. And she realizes she's she's in the house by herself because she's kind of pushed everyone away. Um, and then Ooh. she she quickly realizes yes. She quickly realizes then that, that more. It's not really more stuff, it's really more hugs, more kisses, more family. And um, she packs out because, uh, like, you get to see her gifts as she accumulates them. She packs some of the things that she has extra of and she donates them. And so, it's just a really great and then at the back, I have a lesson plan for parents, extended questions, so you can really lean into the story with your reader. So, that's like the teacher in me. So, if you're someone who's like, I don't want to teach my child not to be so selfish. So you're like, well, here's a great book to teach that lesson, and so it rhymes too, Mandy. It's so cute. There's a my favorite. Well, the, did you the, write it? Yeah, I wrote it. Oh, I wrote it, and um, so it's um, like a poem. Yeah. Well, no, it's just. I mean, I guess, but it's it's it rhymed without feeling like I don't know how to say rhyme me. Not just, like
0: Dr. Seuss.
1: Yes. No. It's just like so. There, there is kind of like a chorus ish where there's a part where it goes, each time a new guest comes to the door, more, says Molly, more, more, more. And you see, what I love is that you get to count. So there's like a point where she's getting all these gifts. It's like two cats, three dogs, a bird and a bat, three three fish, three, I don't know, three doors, something and a cat. So like it rhymes, but kids actually get to count because you see the picture and you're like, oh, I see the three cats. I see the six dogs because if, you know, money and math, the, the counting is a, is a core, is a core tenant to learning financial education because you're counting money eventually. So I just really tried to think of all the components that a three to six year old would need counting, matching, even rhyming. I don't think people understand that rhyming is a precursor to math and financial education because rhyming is, is, is keeping on beat. And when you're keeping on beat, you're matching and matching is a component to math. And so I just was really intentional about, intentional, even though it's like this cute story, it's really intentional that it's teaching your kids in like seven different ways, you know?
0: Yeah, I can't Um, wait. Okay, so save me a copy.
1: I will, of course. Signed, please. Yes, to the new new, um, baby, of course. I'm really excited, honestly. You know, you just feel like, this is my passion project. So you just feel like, you know, something that you're working on is for no other reason other than... It's just this thing in you you want to express. So, you know, it would be awesome if it becomes this huge success. But just to see it done, I I mean, just to print it at Staples and have the woman who printed it out say, (gasps) this is amazing is it on shelves she wanted to buy it for her daughter and that's what I wanted because she was a Hispanic young woman she was like I love the fact that she's so chocolate my daughter is chocolate I would love this book and I just was like yes that's what I'm wanting I'm wanting all little girls to be able to enjoy it but I want especially brown ambition girls to feel a special kindred spirit with it
0: she's stinking cute (laughs) I love it can't wait congratulations and you're self-publishing right
1: no, so I'm used a publisher called Wise Inc. And so it's run by a woman, which I love—a woman-owned and operated. And um, she, it's it's a it's a it's a hybrid of where I get to keep all of my all of my rights and stuff, but they help with distribution.
0: Oh, nice. So, so is it going to be in
1: like bookstores? Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what I like awesome. about it, but without the fact that like you know they own anything because that was like really big to me. Yeah. I didn't want to like you know. I want to be able to one day, hopefully you'll see this on Nickelodeon or Disney or whatever, but I want to own Molly Moore because I don't I don't want it to, I, I want to be able to decide what the story is like. I don't want her to become stereotypical anything, you know? Right. That makes sense. Can't wait Thank to meet you. her. Thank you. <laughs>
0: well, all of them. Give me a subscription to all the series.
1: Awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, this was the show. Yes. And now it's time to say goodbye to all our family. Be our R O W N ambition. I swear I know how to spell most days. Well, that was not. actually
0: one of the better times you've it tried was. to spell brown ambition. Yeah, I was like B R
1: wait brown. <laughs> That's good. Yes, it's been awesome. I can't wait to see your baby bump.
0: You know, it's I'm, I do have a bump. I was telling Tiffany, don't tell pregnant ladies they don't have a bump. Yes, we do. Damn it, because <laughs> when you say I don't have a bump, it makes me feel like you think I always look this way. Oh my god! Like I've had ten burritos. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, man, it's coming along. Baby's kicking already. I can feel it squirming in there. It's very creepy. Oh, it kicks you all over the place. Yeah, but right now it's so tiny, it just feels like a little squid or something.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, <laughs> so
1: crazy. you're literally growing a life. Isn't that crazy? What women can do. It is mother nature just
0: happening. Yeah, I, yes. And to shout out to the listener who told me about her, her, her two obsession with YouTube videos on childbirth. I have watched additional ones. I've heard Netflix has a, 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 its own documentary section on, on child labor. I will be copying some of those videos no! as well.
1: Don't do it, Mandy, I want
0: right. all the gore. I want to know every possible outcome. <laughs> Are you going
1: to take Lamar's classes? I guess I have to.
0: Um, I don't know. There's definitely like pre there's definitely like I was yes, my hospital offers actually if you're, if you're thinking about having a kid, I didn't realize how many programs hospitals offer like I get I've been doing prenatal yoga at my hospital. And yeah, and they have tons of classes for new parents. I think when we get back from the baby moon, that's kind of like the halfway point. I mean, I'm halfway now. But I think when we get back, that's when it's going to get really real, the clock's gonna be ticking. And we're gonna sign up for some some classes together because it's my husband's turn to start worrying about stuff too.
1: <laughs> right now, he's like, You good?
0: <laughs> he's like, Cool, we get to go to Shake Shack again. This is great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <that. laughs>